the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. And welcome back. Actually, if you'd like to get in touch with me, I would go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com. There's a form there that you can fill out. And if you hear anything that you want more information on, please feel free to give me a an email. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in and process it, try to get back to you as quickly as I possibly can. Anyway, I was going to talk about a, a few things again today that uh, we've been talking about for uh, quite a while here, actually, on the show. But uh, I'll keep talking about it until it until it's no longer relevant. How about that? The, uh, and which could be a long time, given the state of the economy and uh, where interest rates are and what the most likely path forward is from here. I'd like to talk about all that stuff. And by the way, a little bit later in today's show, I think the, the last 15 minutes or so, we'll talk about individual stocks. And uh, Mike Seeger, running the Lookout for the Bull website, he publishes the list of companies that come up on the scans every day. And some of the people have done very well with it. It's pretty interesting. How well you do with that actually is going to be pretty much up to you. Uh, there'll be a little bit of luck involved, not a lot. And when you read the instructions, you'll know more about what I'm talking about. So again, this will be the in the fourth, I'm sorry, the, the third session of today's show. Right before the end of the show, we'll, we'll take some time and, and kind of go through that. As I, I like to go back and review a lot of these things. I know that you're not doing this full-time for a living. Uh, you're probably in your car if you're listening to this. And it's very difficult to write things down while you're driving. Hopefully you don't ever try to do that. <laughs> pull over somewhere. Or you can just go to the website and pull up the, uh, the show and re-listen to it uh, in the future. One of these days we'll be able to do seminars again. That'll, that'll be great. And I can uh, start to show you a bunch of this stuff. Uh, one thing I'm very grateful for is the software and the developments in the software that makes my job a lot easier. And it, it it's kind of funny when I when I tell a client, listen, it makes my job, and uh, a lot of clients think I'm saying it makes your job a lot easier. It makes it gives you the ability to do my job. Well, everybody's got the ability to do my job if you're willing to put the time in. If you have the time. In fact, you can learn how to do anything on YouTube now. <laughs> I mean, you can do anything. How much time do you have? And how much courage are you going to have? Because I will promise you this. If you're going to invest in stocks, and by the way, almost 
everybody has to invest in stocks now to make a, a decent amount of money or actually just a, a decent return that's going to help you reach your retirement goals. It's almost a requirement. Now, if you're an athlete and you're making millions of dollars a year or if you're a movie star or you own a very successful business, you probably don't have to invest in stocks, but that's less than 3% of the population. So 97% of us are going to have to learn how to invest in stocks and stocks fluctuate a lot, not a little. They fluctuate a lot and they don't move in predictable fashions. That's the thing that really stumps people that uh, I think when they first get in the market, they learn how to place a value on a stock. How do you do that? It's fairly simple. We'll talk about it on a future show and in future seminars. But how do you place a value on a stock that you know is a realistic price for that stock? Well, once they do that, the first assumption is that as soon as I get this, the entire world, investing world, is going to recognize the same thing that I recognize, and it's going to push that stock right up to where it should be. Um, probably not. <laughs> Hate to disappoint you, but the reason that a company gets below a level that it should be is there is a problem there. That problem may not even be evident yet because there's you know some news travels faster than it does on the internet. You know, before the internet, it's got to be passed around to a bunch of people before somebody actually publishes it. So anyway, uh, stocks don't behave like we think they should. Stocks don't behave like a lot of people think that they should. Now, if you give the stocks a long enough time period and you're willing to put up with a lot of fluctuation, then yet they then stocks do behave like they should. A stock that grows its sales every year or a stock that grows its profits. By the way, if you're growing your sales, you should be growing your profits. That should make sense to most people, but... And again, you've got all these people buying cryptocurrencies, which is uh, right now they, they look like they're geniuses. And I'm telling you, that's going to end badly. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, and I'll probably get hate mail for this because, you know, back in the late 90s when Internet stocks were the thing of the day and they were selling at prices they shouldn't have sold for, uh, people would, you know, same thing. You're, you're, you're writing on some people's parades and they get upset by that. And I'm just saying, you know what, just watch. It, it's okay. I'm not upset. Yeah, and if you want to vent, go ahead. But the reality is, um, that's not an investment. That's not a trade. That you're gambling. You're literally gambling. And um, so now you know how I feel about cryptocurrencies. <laughs> and by the way, read what Warren Buffett has to say about cryptocurrencies. You know, just, just, just do that. You know, he's one of the richest guys in the world. Got all of his money by recognizing good quality companies and buying them and, you know, investing essentially. Now, every time I say that, I almost feel obligated to say the vast majority of his wealth came from investing in companies directly and owning the companies, not investing in their stocks. The stock portfolio that he's got was very good. It did very well for a long period of time, but Warren Buffett knew something that almost all private equity guys know. And that's that, you're, you do a lot better when you own the whole company and, and can redirect those profits yourself. And a lot of people don't understand what I just said, so I'll repeat it. When you own the whole company, actually, you only need to own 51% to have control of it. But when you own the entire company, those profits that the company is generating, 
Those are yours. You reinvest those, the cash, the cold, hard cash. When you invest in Apple or uh, Microsoft, you don't get to tell them what to do with the money. And they don't send you, aside from a super small dividend that you might get, um, you're not going to get the cash. You don't have control over that cash. You don't have control of the company. So Warren Buffett learned that one at a really young age. Those who own the most shares, they get control. <laughs> if you own all the shares, you get all the profit. You keep all the profit. That's why it'd it, it be kind of dumb to kind of uh, measure yourself against what Warren Buffett did unless you were doing the same thing. If you were buying the entire company and keeping the cash and redirecting that cash to buying other profitable companies, okay, you'd probably do pretty well if you could ever get to that size. And so that's... Uh, you, I wouldn't look at his track record and compare that. You know, I see people doing that all the time. Well, you could compare it to a mutual fund, blah, blah. Well, you could have you could have purchased the shares, and he'll tell you now he can't earn the returns that he did back then because you can't. The world just doesn't have that many great companies that are generating tons of cash that he can go and buy to add to his coffers, and he's doing a great job. I mean, as big as he is, yeah, that is amazing that they're doing as well as they are. So, bottom line is. You shouldn't really think that way. Um, and uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is I've had some people just recently were comparing themselves to him. And I was like, you shouldn't do that. You know, and by the way, when he had his best returns, the stock market was 85% individual investors. He wasn't competing with all these institutions. Yeah, it wouldn't happen again today. I mean, it might. It would be a lot bumpier. Uh, the, the road would be a lot bumpier. And you could do that with smaller companies. Um, again, we'll kind of tie into that investment philosophy last segment of today's show. And uh, um, but I'll come back to this whole topic during that, that period. So I did want to uh, uh, mention also, I've got this thing I call the 60-second retirement plan. So this is how you can uh, do your whole retirement plan in about 60 seconds. Just add up all your savings, multiply that by 4%, 0 0.04, just to, just get a calculator, multiply by 0 0.04. That's the income that if you're under the age of 70, that you should probably stick to in retirement. So you're going to take 4%. Why? Well, because you're going to have to raise that over time to keep up with inflation. That's just the starting rate. At some point in time, you're going to have to move that up. So if you go more than 4%, and by the way, you probably recognize this, the College for Financial Planning has been touting this number for an extremely long time period, but they call it the 4% rule. Uh, and I think it's a good one. It used to be a little higher than that. If you did certain things, those things have gone away now. So 4% is probably realistic. So if you take 4% of your savings and any sources of guaranteed income you have, there you go. That's a, That doesn't take 60 seconds once you get all the, the information together. <clears throat> if you go more than that, then you're, run, you're running a risk that uh, you, know, you could run out of money before, we, before you uh, reach the end of your life expectancy, which... Uh, not a good thought. So and if you do those numbers, if you, if you do that 60-second retirement plan on what you have and what you think you're going to get in Social Security or pensions, and it's not, uh, not going to be enough, the, you've got a couple of options there. You probably may need to adjust your lifestyle or you may need to start saving more. And the reason I'm bringing this up is, is I've had several people um, coming in who don't have pensions are only going to have Social Security. They're in their 40s, okay? and they don't understand 
how much money it takes to replace their income. So that's kind of why I'm going spending some time on this today. You could probably get by on about 75% of your pre-retirement income. So let's say if you made $100,000 in today's dollars, you could probably get by on $75,000 without having to cut back too much because you're not going to be saving for retirement when you're retired. So you, you, you can cut that out of your monthly budget. And uh, you won't be paying uh, much in the way of Social Security. You will, you'll be paying less. There is a Social Security tax, by the way, and anybody that's making $100,000 is probably going to fall into that bracket where they have to pay taxes on their Social Security. So you're getting to pay taxes on the taxes you paid. <laughs> yeah, I thought double taxation was supposed to be illegal. Uh, the lawyers must not have been as good back then. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, um, but you won't be paying as much in, in tax as Medicare. Uh, Medicaid, I'm Social Security, they're all part of one big program. Uh, anyway, so 75% is probably a pretty realistic number unless you're not saving anything. And that That's a problem. If you're not saving anything, then that's a really big problem. Uh, so if, you, if you're going to try to save for retirement because you, you, you don't want to work until you die um, or you'd like to do something else in retirement, my whole... My goal is to make enough money, put enough money away to go to work for Lowe's because I will spend more than my paycheck at Lowe's. <laughs> yeah, my dad was a carpenter. <laughs> when sawdust gets in your blood. So uh, anyway, I, we just, we walk in that store. We've been there for hours <laughs> looking at all the cool stuff, all the tools. And uh, it's amazing I, I, how many things they've come out with, you know, over the past 25, 30 years, which is uh Kind of ties in nicely too to uh, the other thing. We're you know, gone through the sixty-second retirement plan again. Um, I'm looking at what's going on with the uh, the stock market. Uh, it's all-time new highs. It's the valuations on some stocks are slightly higher than they should be. Not not a ton. Not at this point. Um, the uh, the growth that's going on is extremely rapid. Large part of it is just recovering from the pandemic, but the pandemic's actually acted like a catalyst. It's caused a lot of things to be rolled out a little quicker than they would have if the pandemic hadn't have happened. So there's always a silver lining to almost everything that ever happens. It's generally not always all bad. Certainly a lot of bad things have, have happened as a result of the, the virus, but there have been some really good things. Uh, a lot of innovations going on. The the rollout of 5G has picked up speed. Why? Well, you know those teledoctor visits that you're doing? You need super high-speed internet to do that, and 5G is one of the fastest ways to get it there. And uh, watch how that space develops over the next few years. It is mind-boggling. The electric cars that I've been talking about forever, everybody's got a model for an electric car that's coming out. And I just saw a, a commercial on Ford. I wanted to check this out. I didn't have time before today's show. But they, uh, they had announced that they were going to bring out the Mustang, an all-electric mu- Mustang. And it's like a, a mini SUV, actually. And they had to delay it because of the pandemic. And I just saw a commercial yesterday. Looks like they're going to get ready to start rolling that out. That looks like a really nice car. And uh, I've seen the uh, interior on it. And it's pretty, uh, it looks nice anyway. I would never... Uh, buy one of those cars off the off the right off the bat just personally i don't have a charger in my garage that's the first thing i would need the uh, 
I'm not even sure how much that costs or even if they're available in, in my area. So um, I'll be watching it uh, with a lot of interest, but you can bet electric cars are a real thing. Uh, we've been talking about it for 15 years on this show, <laughs> maybe 10 years. But the um, And uh, back in those days, you know, you would say Tesla and people would go, who? No. What? What is it? You know, this guy, Elon Musk. Now everybody, oh, well, everybody knows that. Yeah, now <laughs> go back and look or listen to uh, some super old radio shows. The, uh, and it's, that's nothing. That, that's no big deal. Um, if you read a lot, you'll be reading about all this stuff. You'll, reading, you'll be reading about the fuel cells that have continued to develop. The fuel cells can run on hydrogen, and hydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe. Think about that for a second. You develop a way to extract the uh, or bottle up the hydrogen that's cheaper. If, if there were a lot of money working on that right now, you probably already have it. Actually, there is money working on it, and we'll talk about that when we come back from these commercial messages. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. I will be right back. I used to live like I was under attack Dodging arrows from my past I had no hope for tomorrow Felt so much pressure, yes, I thought I would crack But now there's no looking back And we're back. Hey, you're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, you can also find a copy of this radio pro, uh, program <laughs> on iHeartRadio, uh, 955thefish.com, uh, as they're in their podcast ses- ses- section. Wow. Tongue-tied this morning. Yeah. Anyway. So if you have any questions on stuff that you've heard here, please feel free to give me a call or just uh, send me an email. I'll try to get back to you as quickly as quickly as I can. And, you know, I, I did want to uh, kind of pick up where we left off, but I, I wanted to kind of shift slightly to the uh, indexed annuities that we've been talking about here for a while. They're fixed indexed. It, it's, it's very specific. And um, this is one of the things that I, I think is just it drives me crazy about a lot of things, uh, if you leave the word fixed off of the indexed annuity, it changes the whole product. <laughs> and uh, I get an awful lot of people. And by the way, it took me a while to get my arms around that this entire industry, and it's constantly changing. So they do a lot of stuff here. That, uh, but this is a development, I think, for our current environment, I think is a really good one. And why? Well, bonds are paying incredibly low rates of return right now, or they have very low interest rates. And it's not likely that interest rates on bonds are going to go up anytime real soon. We have our Fed president that just keeps saying, look, for the foreseeable future, they're staying low. Okay, well, translated into English, that means for a very long time. And 
when I'm staying a very long time, I, I get people that are hanging in there hoping that they're going to see a 4 or 5% CD again one day. And I'm just, it's not very likely. By the time that were to happen, so much time would have passed that you would have missed an, a lot of money that's out there, uh, whether it's the stock market, and you can't guarantee the stock market, uh, the guarantees on the fixed index annuities are some of the highest rates that you can get right now. That's why I'm talking about it, because they're some of the highest rates that you can get right now. Okay. That might change, maybe, um, in the future. I don't think it's going to happen anytime real soon. That's why I keep talking about them. If, if rates weren't as low as they are right now, I wouldn't be talking about them. You'll notice that on my show, I didn't talk about them. For decades, I didn't talk about them. Why? Well, because the other rates were more competitive at that point in time. And now, this this is a pretty good option for an awful lot of people. And I'm just going to give you a little hypothetical example here. Let's say you're 64, you're going to retire next year at 65. And you just wanted to see how much you could get on 100000 bucks. Well, you can get a CD that's paying less than 1% or 1%. Let, let's just... Be kind and say you can find a 1% CD out there somewhere. Okay. So on $100,000, 1% would be 1000 bucks. The benefit of the CD is, is guaranteed by the uh, FDIC. Uh, that, that's great. The guarantee, you can actually go in and cash it in, get your money back. It doesn't have a short-term penalty, and if the penalty is there, it's not going to be a big one. It'll be kind of small. But you're going to get less than $1,000 a year on that. It's hard to live on a thousand bucks a year. Uh, if you compared that to the the fixed index, the in the example I'm talking about, remember you're 64. You're, you're not going to start taking out till you're 65. The first year, the guaranteed rate was fifty six hundred dollars, fifty six eighty five. And but it doesn't work like a CD. It's not like you get that interest and the principal stays the same. They're investing that money. So going forward. If the investments were to happen to grow faster than the amount that you're taking it out by, they would actually increase the income. I'm going to tell you that it's, that's not that likely. It's not that likely to happen. And I don't even like talking about it a lot because I just don't feel like the likelihood of that happening is really high. I mean, it could. And if it does, that'd be great. Bottom line is um, I'm going to have this $5,685 rather than 1000 bucks. They'll guarantee that for my lifetime, and unlike a mutual fund, if I die, they'll take a look at the value of the underlying investment. Remember, that money's been invested. 5685 that's an income guarantee. That's not the guarantee on the principal. That's an income guarantee. So, But if the investments happen to do well and they were higher than the amount that I started with, well, guess what? My family's going to inherit the higher amount. If I were to pass away and it was lower than I had first started, uh, minus what I took out of it, they'll actually take out, let, let's say I died a year later and I only had taken out $5,000. Well, and then the market crashed. Okay. If, if you were taking 5000 out of a $100,000 mutual fund account and the market crashed, you might get forty-five or 50000 on a on a bad crash. This last crash that we had, you would have gotten about 60000 And uh, with this one, they would have taken the 5000 that you've taken, take that off because that's already been spent, and they would have paid back 95000 I don't know. What do you think? 
Yeah, 95 or 60. That's, that's, that's something that most people are missing when they, they, I don't know why they're missing it because I talk about it all the time, <laughs> but they just seem to forget for some reason. But uh, anyway, it's called a, a return of premium guarantee. And that, that's nice. It's nice to have that for a portion of your money. Can you grab the money and go? Not with this one. Uh, you can't just grab the money and go. Not without paying a penalty. And, uh, and then it's going to make adjustments for what the investments have actually done. So far, we've only been talking about the guaranteed side on the income, not the investment or the assets. Okay, the assets are going to do whatever the index does that it's invested in. could be good or bad. It, it won't go down a lot, by the way, um, because they don't actually buy the index. They don't invest directly in the index. They, they buy the right to buy the index at a specific price. And if the index drops below that, okay, so you'll still have a lot of money left because the uh, we only bought the right to buy the index, not the index itself. So I know that it's probably as clear as mud for most people, but uh, and it's one of the reasons I have a job, I guess, is to try to explain this stuff. And uh, my suggestion is you you stick to the fixed side of your portfolio. Uh, or something that you want a guarantee on, or you would like a guarantee on. Remember, the the guarantees are only as good as the underlying companies that are making the guarantees, uh, which is important that you know that, and it's also important that you know how the money's invested. I was just uh, explaining. They don't actually buy the index. They're going to buy the right to buy the index. It's also called an option. If the option expires worthless and the index is below the price that it was when they bought the right to buy it, the only money that's lost is the money on the option. You don't lose 40 or 50% of your principal. That's kind of a good, that's a good thing. Uh, there are probably a lot of, uh, you know, this is funny. I'll, I'll help a bunch of people out. So if you're young in the financial services industry and you're helping people manage assets and you're trying to learn about this, you should l- listen to this show. You should go back and play that last segment. Because that last segment is going to take you a long time to learn, and you will not hear this from the wholesalers that come visiting your firms. <laughs> At least not from most of them. They just don't have time, quite frankly, but, uh, because I know they know the answers. But generally, they have to hit the, the highlights because there are a lot of people that are involved in those meetings. And if, if you're in this industry, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, uh, it takes some time to get your arms around all this stuff. And that's if you're working in the industry. So you need to, I've, I've just listened to the show. Yeah, I took the options principles exam a long time ago uh, and the futures exam. So I understand exactly what they're doing and where the risks, risks are. That's one of the reasons. I, and, and I am one of the worst. I have to understand everything before I, <laughs> before I venture into something. I've got this one client that it's just like that. And uh, um, it's so funny because we're both going back and forth and he'll ask me a lot of questions that I didn't think of because I don't have the same, um, uh, I guess, I don't know, risk profile. We have two different risk profiles and uh, he's more conservative than I am. So it's been, that's been a big help. That's another thing that uh, young guys and women should really pay attention to is your clients. Uh, They're going to ask you a lot of questions You'll learn more looking up the answers to questions that your clients have than you will trying to study on your own, by far. And uh, 
and you've been in the business for 20 or 30 years, you'll think back to this radio show and go, oh, he was right. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you have 20 or 30 years <laughs> or more than 30 years. Yeah, experience. So this is a very good development, by the way. It's a very good development. They're called fixed indexed annuities. If you want to get on a website to see how much money you might be able to generate with your, with your assets, feel free to hit me up on that email. I'll send you the link. You can also go in and say, well, this is how much money I would like to have uh, in income each year, uh, and they'll tell you how much money you would need to invest to guarantee that. Uh, the best way to do this, in my opinion, is to work in combination. You want to have traditional stocks, stock funds, um, although there is a, uh, there's another annuity product. It's called an investment-only annuity. It's basically tax-deferred investing at uh, a very low cost. You don't get a death benefit there. You know, if the market crashes and your money's in the market, your, your beneficiaries are, are going to inherit a lot less money. Um, so that's not in there. And that's one of the reasons that's low cost. You're not paying that insurance for that like you would on the other product. So, but the potential trade-off there is that the returns should be much higher. And if you experience a good run in the stock market, that's great. The nice thing is they allow, allow you to add a rider to that that will guarantee an income stream from those investments, not the investments themselves, but an income stream. And uh, it's uh, 4%, so it's going to be a little bit lower than what you would get on the other product, but the potential for growth is significantly higher. Why? Because they let you invest directly into mutual funds, Vanguard, Fidelity, T. Rowe Price, you name it. There's like 350 funds in there. And they let you put 100% of the money in stocks and they will still guarantee the income, not the asset. The other one has an asset guarantee or retirement premium guarantee anyway. The, uh, um, this doesn't guarantee the asset. It guarantees the income. Now think about this for a second. And this is where people go, oh, I don't want, uh, well, don't do that. Don't have that thought. Don't, don't make that noise because it'll probably scare your spouse. <laughs> But the, uh, the the bottom line is they're guaranteeing an income stream. Why are you saving money to get an income when you're too old to work? That's why you're saving money. Okay? I just have to point that out, and I'm bringing that tone of voice up because I need to get your attention. People look at this and go, oh, well, you know, 4% a year is not good. Well, it's good when, it, when CDs are less than 1%. Plus, you can put 100% of the money into stocks. Nobody that I have explained this to has ever gotten the, the uh, impact of being able to do this yet. Nobody. No one else allows you to put 100% of your stock, your money into stock funds and will still guarantee a 4% interest rate. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, sorry for the, uh, the, the tone of voice, but, you know, people... They start shutting their minds down and shutting things out. 4% doesn't sound like, by the way, if you're a married couple, it's only 3.75. Again, what are interest rates paying? So 3.75 to guarantee your spouse. Now, if you don't like your spouse, then, you know, forget him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But <laughs> you want, if you want to do two lives instead of one life, okay, it's 3.75. But that's the, the lowest income you could get. Now, here's another thing about it. The income, let's say the stock market does what most analysts think it'll do over the next 10 or 20 years, and it's going to average somewhere between 7 and 10% in that ballpark somewhere. If it does 7%, 
the income that you're getting will go up. It has a chance to go up. It's got an inflation hedge. It has a chance to go up. It can't go lower. It can only go up. That other product that starts off paying a lot more right up front, it doesn't go up. It's fixed. That's why it's paying so much more up front. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's very fatiguing to have people listen to what I'm saying. So, oh, well, well, I want the unlimited growth, but I also want the higher returns too. Well, it doesn't work that way. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to make a decision. And by the way, these options are good options. They're very good options. Are you kidding me? You, you, go look up the return of the Contra Fund at Fidelity over the past five years. Look at the return on that. Go out. I know you can Google it. <laughs> Go look at that. Now, that's one of the fun, one of the 300 and some odd, it's almost 400 funds that's available in this product. And by the way, you can switch them around. There's no 1099. You don't get a 1099 until you start taking money out. And then a portion of it's going to be returned, uh, treated as a return of principal. So you, it's going to have tax advantages even when you start taking money out. So. I'm sure everybody's heads are spinning really good right about now because I think mine's spinning a little bit there. <laughs> but these are really good options. The options that we're talking about, one of them has a, a lower guarantee but higher potential down the road. The other one has a higher guarantee but not as much potential, uh, potential down the road. So it's a balancing act. You want the high income today, you put some of the money in there. You want the growth for tomorrow, you get a little bit less income today with the potential for growth in income over time, but you can't go below a certain level. How cool is that? That's pretty wild. Yeah, I'm actually glad to be alive during these time periods. <laughs> and uh, most of the time you can figure it out. All right, is any of, are any of these products good for the entire universe? No, because some people are just, you know, it depends on your situation. Uh, I think it'll, it'll cure what ails a whole lot of people, but I hear the, my favorite song starting to play, so I, better guess, I, I guess I better take a quick commercial break here. This is Bill Bullington here on 1420. I'll be back after these messages. In the dark and all alone, growing comfortable. Are you too scared to move and walk out of this tomb? Buried underneath the lies that you believed. Safe and sound, stuck in the ground. Too lost to be found. You're just asleep. And it's time to leave Come on and rise up Take a breath, you're alive now Can't you hear the voice of Jesus calling us Out from the grave like Lazarus This year's fell seasons of winter and you'd give anything to feel the sun always raging always climbing always second guessing the timing but god has a plan a purpose in this you are his child and don't you forget he put that hunger in your heart and we're back So I'm going to leave the uh, fixed index annuities, the guaranteed income stuff, and uh, the guaranteed prints, or, uh, income 
Yeah, that one actually has principal guarantees too. The other one has guarantees on income with a higher potential for growth down the road. And you get to pick from all these huge funds. Some of the funds have been closed to the public for investment for a while now. And these are also institutional funds that have lower expense ratios than they would if you bought them outside of, not all of them, but most of them. Uh, If you bought it outside of that contract. And incidentally, if you're paying taxes on your Social Security, here's an idea for you. Uh, If you lump your income into one year for two years, uh, you may be able to get your taxable income down so that you're only paying that Social Security tax every other year. Now, before I say anything else about that, I'm going to bring a a tax preparer on to talk about that because I don't have a license for tax preparation. You have to be licensed now. And uh, my errors and emissions insurance people for the fiduciary side on the investment side are always going, you better not give tax advice without telling me. uh, And thank goodness for those people. But the um, anyway, got to have a license to give out tax advice. And uh, I'm just telling you, there's there's an opportunity there. You might want to look into it. Talk to your own tax preparer. Uh, it's, it's called bunching the income. So the idea is that you take out income for two years. Uh, in one year, you def- you get everything else tax deferred. You can do that with these types of products. There's no sales charge in. There's no sales charge out. There's no penalties for early withdrawal with that sort of thing. It's a nice tool. It does all kinds of things. Uh, at some point in time, I'll, I'll I'll get somebody to volunteer to do a uh, uh, a a post or, or a show appearance that can give us more information on that legally. <laughs> the um, I'm, it's unbelievable how restricted we are anymore. It's just that that's killing me. Um, the America that we've grown to know is gone. <laughs> this is not my business anymore. The government's running it. So uh, I have to tell you what I'm allowed to tell you, and then I have to go through all these, uh, waste all this time with all these disclaimers. <laughs> so, but anyway, and you can call me, and uh, that's actually one of the, a, a good financial advisor's job is to recognize, listen to what you're saying, recognize what might be most helpful for, helpful for you, knowing that we can't do everything. You can't. If you're, you're sitting down with a financial advisor that says they do it all, don't walk away from that meeting. Get up and run. Yeah, they can't. It's impossible. The Internal Revenue Code is thousands of pages. General accepted accounting principles, thousands of pages. The uh, uh, ERISA, you know, the stuff that governs retirement plans, thousands of pages. It's nuts. So you can know at a high level, you can know where to direct people to. And hopefully the people that you're working with have a network built up like we've done over the years. Uh, of people that specialize in those areas that can actually answer all your questions and get you headed in the right direction. Anyway, we'll help you with the investment side, and we can refer to you refer you to other people that do taxes and, and estate planning work and all that kind of stuff because we've been around for a while. And having said that, I want to spend the last few minutes just kind of talking about, you remember uh, past couple shows and earlier in this show, I said there are investors, there are traders, and then there are gamblers. And most people think that they're an investor or a trader or both, and they're really gamblers. (laughs) They just don't know that they're a gambler. Uh, What is a gambler? A gambler is somebody who doesn't have a method and goes on feelings or gut instinct or something that they read in the paper uh, or the newspaper, or, or I'm sorry, or on the internet, and don't really understand how this whole thing works. And uh, by, by the way, when a lot of them find out how it works, they get disappointed and they stop which is actually a good thing 
because the gamblers always get burned eventually. Eventually, they're going to give all their money back and then some. The traders, on the other hand, they can take a beating and keep coming back. Why? Because they're traders. They know how to handle it. They can handle the risk. An investor may be down for a while, but if they're a good investor, they know they're coming back. may take a while, but they'll come back. So don't be the gambler. You you can trade, you can invest, but don't be the gambler. Try not to be. And uh, one of these days I'm going to get, whenever we're able to get within six feet of each other, there's, there are a couple of investment clubs, one in particular, that uh, I'm, I'm still thinking about you guys. I know you're listening. <laughs> we're going to be getting together and doing some of this stuff because there are a lot of stocks like Humana. Okay? Humana is a healthcare company. It has a classic breakout pattern on its chart this morning. This is this morning. This is the 15th. It's a classic breakout pattern. I don't know if it's going to follow through tomorrow. You never know if they're going to follow through, by the way. That's part of the whole trading process. But right before that was Molina, their competitor. Okay. Right under that is United Health. All these stocks, are uh, they're moving in the same direction at the same time, and they're actually market leaders right now. What does that tell you? What can you glean from that? Well, you can glean that big mutual funds that can't get enough exposure to a sector by buying one stock because they're so huge that one stock's not going to make a big deal. But if they can buy a group of stocks because the what's good for one of the companies in that industry is probably good for most of the others, that's how you know that institutional money or hedge fund money is moving into that sector. When you see these coming up on a scan at the same time, you go, oh, I'm going to pay attention to that. And uh, if I'm going to pick some stocks, I'm probably going to pick from from that group, especially today. And again, this is for you people out there that are traders. And one one of the reasons I brought these up is because Molina Healthcare, MOH is a symbol, by the way, its price-to-sales ratio is 0.65. Anybody that's been listening for a long time knows I'm fond of price-to-sales ratios, and I keep, I I just haven't finished that little booklet yet. uh, um, I'll get it out. Yeah, within the next two weeks, because it's really not that hard. I just, this is our busiest time of year. But uh, so anyway, that price to sales ratio, it, that's part of the investor in me. See, I'm a, I'm a hybrid. I, I like to invest in stocks. I like to buy stocks that are going up really fast. All these stocks are in the top 10% over the past 90 days. Think about that. Actually, over the past 30 days. And uh, they're in the top 10% of all stocks for the past 30 days. That's a uh, that's what a trader looks for. The investor looks for the price to sales ratio. So I'm looking at the price to sales ratio. That's an evaluation thing. It's kind of like price per square yard in carpet. Uh, if you pay a, a large amount of money, or even price per square foot in real estate, you pay over two hundred bucks a square foot for a house. You better be getting the heck of a house, <laughs> or you're living in California or or New York City. The uh, but if you're in Ohio, Northeast Ohio, and you're paying 200 bucks a square foot, that better be a nice house. Okay, If all the, the houses in this neighborhood are selling for $200 a square foot and yours is selling for $200, then okay, you're, you're getting an, an, an average deal. If they're all selling for $200 a square foot and yours is selling for $120, there may be some opportunity there. <laughs> so that's what the price of sales ratio is like. And now the price of sales ratio is different depending on the industry. The, a good price to sales ratio is different depending on the industry that it's in 
because the profit margins are all different. Now, I don't have time to explain all that today. I'll, I'll get back to that tomorrow, uh, next week. But lower is generally better. A lower price means you're paying less in price per sales in dollars. Okay, So Molina Healthcare's price to sales ratio is 0. 0.65. Okay, Progressive Insurance, which I like a lot, which is also on today's scan, is 1.36. Well, what's the difference between 0.65 and 1.36? It's 100%. <laughs> the, uh, it's a 100% gain. Uh, those are two different types of insurance companies, by the way. And Progress has been around a long time. as a super profitable company. It's been very good. Uh, healthcare is, has been as a little iffier. The, uh, my thought is they're probably getting, making a lot of money now because nobody's arguing about bills when everybody's you know trying to get the uh, vaccines and all that. Anyway, I got about two minutes left. Uh, the reason I brought this up, by the way, was because Molina Huma, um, Humana, Progressive, uh, a couple of other insurance companies, uh, healthcare devices, these are all stocks that are coming up on the same scan in the same day. Uh, that gives me confidence in the fact that uh, I've got a model that I put in my clients' accounts. It's I call it the healthcare model. It's, there are three actively managed funds that are specific to that sector. They all hit a different aspect of the sector, and it makes me feel really good knowing that I've already got those funds, and those stocks are all in those funds, and they're all showing up on the new leaders. So it's kind of a, a self-confirmation thing, um, and uh, it could all turn tomorrow. There, there's no doubt about that, but... All other things being equal, I like the fact that you've got good, solid companies, uh, low valuations, and the share prices are moving, and it's in one of the sectors that we've been talking about for quite a while on this show. And again, as soon as I can, as soon as we can meet, guys, we'll uh, get that investment club going together, and uh, maybe we'll even uh, I can talk you guys into opening it up to the general public. But um, it would be a lot of fun. And, and again, if you've heard anything that you want more information on, whether it's the fixed index annuities, uh, which I think are a, a good deal for an awful lot of people, especially if you're looking at fixed income, uh, if you're looking at the investment only, you want to reduce maybe some of your taxes, you, they have, it's like a, a non-deductible IRA with no limit, by the way. You can put as much as you want into that. There's a, a non-deductible IRA, it's tax deferred, but it's got a limit, you can only put few thousand dollars in there a year these things have uh, no limits so now that i hear the music that means the show is definitely over you've been listening to bill bullington here every saturday morning from 11 to noon also on uh, 955 the fishes podcast and can also be found at uh iheart's podcast as well have a good weekend everybody good luck and good investing You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.